That's how I feel right now. As soon as I get back home, I was like, I, I gotta go say something about this on the podcast. Because I'm pretty sure there's other people out there that's kind of dealt with just stu- literally stupid shit. But let me get back to the beginning and I'll tell you exactly what the hell happened here. Uh, I was going through some stuff to see what I needed to make homemade chili. And I noticed I need pretty much everything. So I needed a little more than what I had in cash in my wallet. So, okay, well, I guess I'll just go rob my, you know, like a, I got this little daisy sour cream jug that I throw all my nickels, uh, quarters, and dimes into and use it for just one of those days when I don't have it enough of something or if I uh, need like gas in the car or something like that and I don't want to run to the bank I'll just go grab it out of the damn jar and I just happened to dump it out on the counter separated all my nickels dimes and quarters and took the uh, nickels and put them in my slot machine because I got a nickel operated slot machine so every time I get nickels I always just throw them in the jug and then when I go to count the change that's in there I take the nickels out throw them in the slot machine and after that, I uh, rolled up a bunch of dimes, rolled up a bunch of quarters, and lo and behold, I, I pretty much had one extra dime, one extra dime left over. So I had a $5 roll of dimes that was done, and I started rolling the quarters, and I didn't even have any left over. I had the perfect amount for one $10 roll of quarters. I was like, okay, well, I, I take off with what cash I had in my wallet and these two uh, rolled coin rolls in my pocket. And I take off and I go to a grocery outlet because I figure, okay, I I can pretty much get everything for probably uh, 10 cents less when it comes to uh, getting like the kidney beans, the tomato paste and sauce. I can get it for uh, 10 cents less a piece at a grocery outlet. I go there and the only thing I could find was uh, the one big can of tomato sauce, and that was it. They had no kidney beans. They had no tomato paste. And when it come down to it, they didn't have no friggin' beans. They didn't have nothing. What what happened to grocery outlet where they wouldn't have beans and stuff like that in cans? I, I see that every time I go to grocery outlet, except this one time. But uh, anyway, safe to say I, I paid the 99 cents for the big can of tomato sauce because I knew that was going to be probably $2 at Walmart. So I, I take off from there. I go to Walmart and I get everything I need. You know, I got my kidney beans. I grab, a, let's see, I grab like four cans of kidney beans. Uh, two small things of tomato paste because they didn't have it in the big can. If you had it in the bigger can, you're going to pay 20 cents more for some reason. I, I don't get that one. But anyway, I got two little small cans of tomato paste, uh, the kidney beans, four cans. I got a $10 roll of ground beef, like five pounds, 73% fat. And uh, got some Dr. Pepper and Coca-Cola. I had to get my beer. I got my beer, so we're all good there. Uh, And that was a pack of hamburger buns. Because that, that five-pound roll is going to be way too much for chili. So we're probably going to make a couple couple burgers or something out of some of it. And I, I love meaty chili. So I always make sure I put at least three pounds of uh, ground beef in my chili. Because it's just 
<laughs> it's to die for. Yeah, especially love it with steak, man. If you got leftover steak from the grill, like sirloin or something like that, chop that up, cube it up, throw that in your chili, man. That shit is good. Uh, anyway, I grabbed my beer and I, I got everything else that I needed, and I walk up. And normally, I, I if I just got those few little things or something like that, I'll go to the the liquor the liquor center and do checkout because all the other aisles they got like three people on them and there's like five people in line in each of them sometimes longer and you got self checkout but I got beer so I can't do self checkout so I go to the liquor center and I have one person in front of me okay no big deal in and out so I I got everything it's situated in my cart so that uh, I don't have to unload it up onto the counter I do it that way specifically because all they have to do is grab their little laser gun uh, barcode reader, which is cordless, so they don't have no cord that's attached to it or anything. They can just get up and walk around, whatever, and scan anything card in the cart. So I have everything situated where the barcodes are facing upward. So this way, all she has to do is just walk by the cart, Scan, 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 scan. It like takes ten seconds, if that at most. So she bitches and complains because she can't reach the cans. It's like, my God! First thing that popped in my fucking head was, uh, can you get off the fucking stool and like walk around the cart and come over here? There's like eight things right here in this little basket that you can just walk over here and scan but no she wants me to take them out of the fucking cart and put them on the counter so instead of doing that I just turned the cart around and rolled it over to her and she kind of looked at me like fucking serious so I was like yeah so she scans them so I, I could tell this is going to be a fucking piss poor episode. And this is where I wish I had a GoPro so I could have videotaped this. But nevertheless, uh, I get my total. And I whip out the big bills. And I handed them to her. I think it was $64 and some change or something like that. So I handed her some big bills and a couple fives. So there's two twenties, a five and some ones and then uh, after she took that and counted it and set it down and she, and she seen that I had a roll of quarters so I set it on the thing and I'm reaching in my other pocket to get the roll of dimes and she says we can't take these and I, or she said we can't take these like this I thought like, well you can't take them rolled up she's on no I was like, okay, so I, when I pulled the dimes out, I unfolded it and dumped them all out on her counter. And she she had already set the quarters down, so I grabbed the quarters at that time and dumped them out too, just next to the dimes. And I was like, oh, there you go. And I put the quarter rolls back in my pocket. She's all, we can't take them like this either. And I was like, why not? It, it's legal tender. This is currency. This is U.S. currency. Why can't you take cash why can't you take this and change form everybody that comes in that goddamn store that that spends cash typically has change you have to count change when you give change back to a customer you have to count change when a customer gives it to you 
whether it's 50 cents, 60 cents, whatever, you still have to count it. So why can't you just count what little bit of quarters and dimes I have here? It take you less than a minute, literally less than a minute to count out $10 and quarters. And it's like in bundles of four, you make 10 of them. What the hell? And then you got uh, dimes, same way. You get five bundles of 10 dimes. No big deal. Less than a minute to fucking count this shit. But no, can't take it that way. She tells me I got to go to the Coinstar machine. I told her, I was like, if I, I'm not paying a machine to count my money so that it makes your job easier. You're getting, these motherfuckers want $15 an hour and they're getting pretty close to that, I believe, now. And when, when, when the minimum wage goes up in California to $15 an hour, I think they're supposed to be making way more than that. To keep up with the the change in the uh, currency value and stuff and the cost of living so it's like you sons of bitches you make more than I made driving a truck and shit and you're bitching about counting fifteen dollars and quarters and dimes like fucking seriously what two decades ago I could walk into a store with even a roll of pennies you know the fifty cent penny rolls and the store would be thrilled to death when I came in with rolled change and this stupid friggin volume control on my headphones keeps crackling anyway but these stores would be thrilled to death that I would come in with rolled quarters rolled dimes rolled nickels rolled pennies you name it even just loose change in my pocket if it was all a handful or two on their counter they would be thrilled because they didn't have to go to the bank to actually go get change when they ran out. But they always, you know, try to keep change on hand, but there's those times that, you know, shit happens. So what what's the deal here, Wally World? What is it too much to ask for your employee to spend a minute of their time at what they're getting paid? Is it too much for them to get off their friggin' stool? And scan some items instead of making the people behind me move so I could turn the cart around so your fat ass fucking clerk can do her job. All she had to do is just stand the fuck up. This is the uh this place just tears me up the way shit is nowadays. It's like that goddamn coin star machine sits there and maybe sees three people a day for change, if that. So you're more than willing to pay this Coinstar machine to sit in your property, consume your electricity. You're paying more for that goddamn machine than it's worth. It's cheaper to pay an employee $15 an hour to work one minute to count $15 a change. It's literal nonsense. But anyway, that that's pretty much sums up my rant for the day. I don't think I can go on with that any much longer and bore you guys all to death. So I guess we'll move on to something. We'll see you back here in a couple minutes. Now moving on to other things. Politics. This thing here is probably going to take a little while, so bear with me. Uh, the title is called Quid Pro Foe. And that's foe, just like uh, 
all the liberals like to say Fox News is is faux news, F-A-U-X. Uh, anyway, this one's called Quid Pro Faux, Treaty Invalidates Impeachment. In other words, uh, there is an actual treaty between the Ukraine and the United States that demands investigations of corruption between the two countries. So if there's actually something happening in the United States, the United States uh, can uh, assist the Ukraine in its investigation of people that were doing things wrong in the Ukraine and vice versa. Uh, just the same way that the United States can ask Ukraine to assist. And this uh, entire article here is uh, by the Canada Free Press com and uh, let me see here if I can find the guy's name real quick that uh, posted this uh, is it Jonathan Mosley yeah it says Jonathan Mosley bio and archive six comments is a Virginia businessman criminal defense attorney Mosley is also a co-host with conservative commandos radio show and an active member of Northern Virginia Tea Party he studied physics at Hampshire College, finance at the University of Florida and law at George Mason University in Virginia. Mosley promoted Reagan's politics at High Frontier and the Center for Peace and Freedom. He worked at the U.S. Department of Education, including at the Center for Choice and Education. I could have swore I seen something else, though. Uh... Yeah, Jonathan Mosley, Bio and Archives, American Politics. I thought he was the congressman that I seen it somewhere. But nevertheless, uh, getting on with this, he he pretty much documents uh, or tags it in the article with links to where you can actually see what he's referring to. Um, yeah, uh, impeaching President Donald Trump is illegally invalid, which means uh, it's null and void. They, they cannot impeach him over uh, his assistance with the Ukraine or the Ukraine's assistance with us, nevertheless. Uh, the chief law enforcement officer of the United States of America requested that Ukraine assist our attorney general investigate suspected criminal activity in 2014 through 2016. Uh, let see. And then yet Ukraine already entered into the treaty between the United States of America and Ukraine on mutual legal assistance in criminal matters. And that sentence is highlighted right there. It's quoted, highlighted, and linked. So that you can actually go to uh, Congress's official website, congress.gov, and you can pull up that treaty in its uh, text format and read it yourself. So I'll read it one more time. Yet Ukraine already entered to the, quote, treaty between the United States of America and Ukraine on mutual legal assistance in criminal matters, quote, negotiated by President William Clinton, Bill Clinton, and ratified by the United States Senate in 2000. So you can prid quo, yeah, quid pro quo all day long. So what Trump asked newly elected Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to do, the Ukraine was already compelled to do by its reciprocal treaty in the United States. 
technically Trump didn't even have to ask anything really they were already obligated to do that but knowing how some people don't realize they can do that you got to remind them and how do we do that can you uh, help us investigate this and, and when, it, when it all comes down to it I don't give a shit if he's his friggin political opponent or not uh, he's a citizen of this United States and if he's conducted criminal activity it doesn't matter it, it's just like uh, if a, a police officer is out doing his job and he's just sneaking off somewhere else to do a little cocaine deal so he can make some extra cash in his pocket uh, does that mean we don't investigate the police officer because he's a police officer no you investigate him uh, hey, where the hell did I leave off uh, anyway Zelensky was elected in April and his party won other seats in June, but conversations with prior officials had been ongoing. And that's another thing about the the Ukrainian President Zelensky. He seems to be uh, a little more pro-Trump than he is anything else. Because he ran on a, a no-corruption uh, theme when it came to him running for president because of all the corruption and shit. Who's not seeing it? A quid pro quo, which literally means one thing in return for another, is an element of bribery and other similar crimes. But anytime you buy a cheeseburger and hand over the money to pay for it, that is a quid pro quo or one thing in return for another. You quid pro quo all day long. To be a crime, the exchange of one thing in return for another must be independently illegal, such as contracting for something that one does not have the right to sell, like you pulling cash out of your pocket and buying dope from a cop. That would be illegal, and that's a quid pro quo that's illegal, which Trump didn't do. Legally, you cannot enter into a quid pro quo for someone to do what they were already obligated to do anyway. If you pay $1.50 for a copy of the Washington Washington Post, it is a quid pro quo. But if you have a subscription, they cannot charge you for today's newspaper that you already paid for. Let's say I am driving 150 miles per hour on Virginia's I-81 highway and I am pulled over by a state trooper. The trooper tells me, do me a favor. Turn off your engine and show me your driver's license and registration. Then I won't have to shoot you. Driving over 80 miles per hour is a crime in Virginia, by the way. Am I really doing the trooper a favor? Aren't I already required to show him my driver's license and registration? Uh, I, I don't think so. If he pulls you over, I don't think you really have to show him anything. It, it, he does have to request it. But he can't uh, demand it and threaten to shoot you for it. So no, it, there's some technical mumbo jumbo there, which which what confuses the shit out of some people. But yeah, you don't actually have to show the officer anything. He does have to request it, but he can't demand it and threaten you with a bullet or anything like that. So. Uh, where did I leave off? Okay, I'll just kind of repeat it if I didn't say it already. Aren't I already required to show him my driver's license and registration? 
saying, do me a favor, is it just a social nicety, not a legal reality? Let's say my tenant owes me 800 in rent on the first of the month. I tell him, do me a favor, don't forget to pay the rent on the first of the month. Is he really doing me a favor? Now, see, that's different. That's something you know you're supposed to do. You're obligated. You are in a binding contract with your landlord or uh, property management or whatever. And you know you're supposed to pay on the first. And typically, in some states, I'm not sure how it goes. But I know in California, you do have a grace period. So if you can't pay it on the first, you still have a grace period where they can't penalize you if you pay late so uh, there's always something around something sorry I had to take a snooze there for a moment and not literally sleeping I had to take a break for a moment uh, I come out here in the cold and my sinuses kind of clogged up and it's like uh, this ain't doing me too good anyway continuing on uh, both Ukraine and the USA are obligated to help each other investigate crimes where some evidence, actions, or witnesses might be found in other in the other country. Suppose a crime occurred in the USA, but one of the witnesses flew home to Ukraine. Maybe nothing wrong happened there, but U.S. investigators still need to talk to the witness. Or perhaps the crime crossed national borders. Maybe parts of a crime were in the U.S., yet parts in the Ukraine. And, of course, the treaty works both ways. It, it's mutual. Many are arguing that it is illegal to ask a foreign country to investigate any U.S. citizen. That's just false. We have a treaty requiring that investigation. Was there evidence of illegally justifying Trump's request? See David Stern, Ukrainian MP seeks probe of Ukraine-Clinton ties. And that is another one that is highlighted and uh, let's see, where does that actually take us to? That takes us to a story from Politico dated 8-16-2017. And it's titled, Parliament Member Demands to Know Whether His Country's Government Targeted Trump in the 2016 Campaign. Yep, and it says right after that, the Politico, August 16, 2017. So, moving on here. Uh, got a little bit of a thing here. It says, $1.8 billion of foreign aid allegedly vanished when it passed through Pravat Bank. A Ukrainian member of parliament has requested a criminal investigation into possible meddling by his country's government into last year's U.S. presidential elections, claiming the interference has seriously damaged Ukrainian-American relations. Uh, I wonder who this was. In a July 24, 2017 letter to Ukraine's Prosecutor General Andrei Durkach, I guess that's how you say it, uh, D-E-R-K-A-C-H or Durkach, Durkach, an independent MP who was formally aligned with a pro-Russian party requested that authorities launch a pre-trial investigation into illegal interference in the election of President of the United States organized by a criminal organization. This organization, he said, consisted of senior members of the country's National Anti-Corruption Bureau, government officials, and other public figures. I'm going to guarantee you right now, it's kind of funny, and you might hear a train in my background because there's one that's coming through town and is about to cross the canyon here where I live, and it's like way up in the air and gets loud. But nevertheless, I, I guarantee when this all comes out, 
I guarantee that Democrats are going to be tied to everything Russia, everything Ukraine, because wasn't it, wasn't it not too long back when the other president in Ukraine, uh, Democrats were all about protecting Ukraine, keep Russia out of Ukraine, blah, 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 blah. And now all of a sudden that uh, Ukraine has a new president that's kind of uh, like a MAGA president of their own, kind of like a Donald Trump of their own, that he's there to fight corruption. Now all of a sudden Democrats are hating on Ukraine. It's like, come on, make up your goddamn minds. These people on the left, and if you ever, ever look at them, they remind me of the idiot walking down the street with the Bluetooth in his ear talking on the phone and, and you don't know if the guy's fucking nuts or if he's actually talking to someone on the phone because you don't see the phone or anything but you might catch a glimpse of the Bluetooth and if you do catch the glimpse of the Bluetooth then you say okay well he's on his Bluetooth but if you don't see it the guy looks like a fucking retard talking to himself going down the street looks like some, something that uh someone let out of the goddamn loony bin and I, I don't use that bluetooth shit i will use uh um my phone on uh what do you call it uh speakerphone and you know if somebody hears what i'm talking about uh, no big deal if i don't want people to hear it i turn it off and i go somewhere where people can't hear me talk but oh man and then we got some of those people, they have their headphones in their ears and you can barely see them, even like AirPods where they're wireless headphones. And there goes the train in the background. Like I said, that's why I'm kind of rambling on here because this train's going to go by. But you get these people with their AirPods in their ears and they're just walking down the street and all of a sudden they bust out into a dance move and, and oh my God, I, I almost wrecked my car because I'm laughing my ass off so hard looking at this idiot. It's like, <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I think the train engine has went by, so it's going to be a little quieter now. Ah, now we're going to get to move on here. We know that Democrats from the United States colluded with corrupt Ukrainian politicians. Boom, there it goes. We know Democrats from the United States colluded with the corrupt Ukrainian politicians and operatives to try to elect Hillary Clinton. See Kenneth P. Vogel and David Stern. And this one is uh, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Key officials are scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. And this is linked. And it's another story in Politico. Uh, it looks like January of 2017. They don't have a day. But nevertheless, it is linked. Uh, January 11th, 2017. Okay. Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They also disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors, a political investigation found. 
Continuing on, a Ukrainian-American operative who was consulting for the Democratic National Committee met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump, top campaign aide Paul Manafort, and Russia, according to people with direct knowledge of the situation. In this case, $1.8 billion, that's billion with a B, of foreign aid allegedly vanished when it passed through Provot Bank, and that is another link to another article from PJ Media, and uh, also spelled as Provot Bank, which is P-R-I-V-A-T, from Ukrainian, owned by Ukrainian oligarch Ihor Kolomoski, I guess that's how you say it, but got a link to that too, so you can find out yourself, and party controlled by Mikola Zlokevsky. Zlokevsky is also the owner of Burisma Holdings, Zlokevsky had previously been Minister of Ecology and Natural Resources, where he supervised vast energy wealth in and moving through Ukraine from Russia. Burisma Holdings then put Hunter Biden, son of the then-Vice President of the United States, and other well-connected second sons on its board of directors, paying Hunter as much as $83,000 per month for light part-time work. Even if Hunter had no clue that this was fishy, even if Burisma did nothing wrong, putting Hunter on Burisma's board was an insurance policy, and it worked like a charm. Kolomoisky and Zlikevsky were being investigated for activities outside of the four walls of just Burisma itself. Yet Burisma was only the paymaster to apparently bribe Vice President Joe Biden through Biden's son Hunter and quid pro Joe came to the rescue to demand the prosecutor's firing. We are told that many nations wanted the Prosecutor General Victor Shokin fired. That makes it okay for the USA to order Ukraine to fire its own government official. How that again? Quid Pro Joe uses $1 billion in U.S. Treasury funds loan guarantees to force Ukraine to fire its chief prosecutor. How is that acceptable? The Ukraine is a sovereign country, even though Joe, as President Obama's point person on that country, watched the Russian army roll through eastern Ukraine and occupy Crimea. But anti-corruption campaigns can deceitfully be merely one warring gang undermining another as Soviet journalist Arkady Vaxberg chronicled and there's another link there to uh, what is that Amazon.com huh. apparently it's a news article on Amazon anyway, look at the distress in the US over the failure to prosecute obvious crimes by Hillary Clinton and plotters of an attempted coup while zealously scrutinizing Trump for every tiny accusation as noted above, Ukrainian Member of Parliament Andrew Durkach accused senior members of the country's National Anti-Corruption Bureau as a hotbed of corruption and criminality. The Anti-Corruption Bureau was the source of corruption in the Ukraine, many allege. Shokin could be both giving a pass to some favored corrupt oligarchs when his patrons were friends with while also attacking Burisma Holdings and other companies controlled by Burisma's owner. It's no defense for Joe Biden that some thought Shokin was weak, while Hunter's 83000 per month on Burisma's board of directors was threatened. And this plot gets wider. And that's it for that article. But uh, 
shoot we're gonna take a break here for a moment and I I gotta it's one of the reasons why we take breaks here I gotta go do a thing make a fence grow uh, so let's see here we go we'll see you in a few Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius Today we salute you, Mr. Boneless Buffalo Wing Inventor. Mr. Boneless Buffalo Wing Inventor. How do you improve upon a meat that is breaded, buttered, double fried, and dipped in blue cheese dressing? Remove the only part that doesn't contain fat. Don't need no chicken bone. Gone now is the race to eat the drumsticks first, leaving the wings for the other poor suckers. Hands off my drummies. Is it leg? Is it wing? Is it rear end? Now every chunk is as identical as it is indistinguishable. Hope I'm not eating rear end. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light boneless wing mastermind. Because we don't have a bone to pick with you. Mr. Boneless Buffalo Wing Inventor. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, we're going to move on here. I uh, I don't know if anybody here listening to this does or not, but I, I follow Project Veritas. Uh, James O'Keefe and he does a lot of inside investigations he gets people that leak stuff to him and today this was dumped and it's uh, titled uh, leaked ABC News insider recording exposes Epstein cover up we had Clinton we had everything and I'm not sure if I'm going to actually pause this uh, during this play, but I am going to allow it to uh, play fully. It's about a 7 minute 36 second video clip. It's on YouTube. Uh, just look up Project Veritas. That's uh, Project and then Veritas is spelled V-E-R-I-T-A-S. And uh, yeah, this is just funny, but it's it's horrible. So, here we go. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. And what I'm going to do right now, I am going to pause it for a second because I think I did fail to uh, mention this, but uh, the person that you're hearing right now is a ABC News anchor by the name of Amy Robach. Uh, she is on Twitter, and that stupid headphones. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them, but they sound like crap. But uh, and these are like over a hundred dollar headphones. And it seems like it's always in that damn volume control. But anyway, she is an ABC News anchor, and her name is Amy Robach. And there are other people you can hear in the background. I don't know who they are, but pretty much uh, the video kind of explains itself so continuing on um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story and then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. 
Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. And just so you know, that uh, this is just isn't her like talking on a phone or anything like that or in her home. This is actually on the set of ABC News behind the scenes. But even though they're not really behind the scenes, they're actually sitting at their desk where they do their news reporting. So this is right there, the front line of news. But it's taped. And the tape was never actually... Uh, used for anything like that. They just do it on the back burner. Uh, we'll continue on. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Three years ago. Yes. Do you solemnly swear the testimony about to give away the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to help you? Yes, I do. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. Yeah, she said she was talking to her producer. We had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. That's tape leaked to us by our latest network insider. This brave insider works at ABC News. ABC News anchorwoman Amy Robach is talking to her producer on a hot mic. She says she had the Jeffrey Epstein story three years ago, and her bosses at ABC News spiked it. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new revelations and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my God, we, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Our insider told us this tape was recorded earlier this year in late August, a day or so after this NPR report came out sharply criticizing ABC News for not broadcasting the Robach Jufre interview years ago. ABC has episodically covered the scandal, yet the interview was never broadcast, and Jufre says she was never told why. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. Well, then I got a little concerned about why I couldn't get on. On the leaked insider tape, Amy Robach says she had the Jeffrey Epstein story three years prior, but her exclusive interview was shelved. Robach says in the leaked tape there was a lot of pressure from Buckingham Palace. According to NPR, the famed lawyer Alan Dershowitz also pressured the network to kill the story. Shortly before the interview was due to air, Harvard Emeritus Law Professor Alan Dershowitz called the network 
He was also one of Epstein's lead defense attorneys. We wonder if the story was killed to protect the rich and powerful. It seems few were worried about protecting the women who may have been Jeffrey Epstein's victims. Remember, Epstein was still a free man three years ago. And just to be clear, the interview has still not aired. What is ABC News waiting for, or who are they still protecting? She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in high. I just kind of wonder if Alan Dershowitz would get fired from the news. I think he's a. Uh, I think he pops up on Fox News once in a while, but I just kind of wonder what his uh, excuse is. Waiting for twelve years, we convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. Robach also has no doubt about what happened to Epstein when he finally was arrested and jailed. So do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Because do you want he made his whole living blackmailing people. Yeah. There were a lot of men in those planes, a lot of men who visited that island, a lot of powerful men who came into that apartment. This news reporter, just basically what she just said right there, was he killed? Was he murdered? Yep. She, she kind of sounds like she's conservative in a way. <laughs> I don't hear no Democrats saying that shit. I knew immediately. <clears throat> and they made it seem as though he made that suicide attempt two weeks earlier, but his lawyers claimed that he was roughed up by his cellmate around the neck. That was all like to plant the seed. And then that's why I really believe it. Like really believe it. The last of the leaked tape has Robach talking about alleged Epstein conspirator Ghislaine Maxwell and how she should be very careful. He's got to have left evidence like, in me, you know, unexplained. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell, who I had all sorts of stuff on her too. I love every. I'm like, it's so funny to hear everyone say her name now because I'm like, oh my God, like, I had all the, and everyone's like, who's that? Who cares? I kept getting that. Who cares? Um, she knows everything. She knows, she knows, she should, she should be careful. Well, she was his, like, she went out and recruited all of these girls. She should watch her back. Because if she goes, I mean, I'd have like security guards all around me. The brave insider who leaked this tape to us does not know who at ABC News spiked the story, but someone at ABC does. Our question, who killed the Epstein story at ABC News and why? Help us find out. James Goldston is the president of ABC News. What did he know and when did he know it? Here's the landline number for ABC News President Goldston and his Twitter account. If you're an insider, and that's uh let me let me go back there so I can give that number to you guys also. It's uh area code three excuse me, area code three four seven two two seven 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 one zero. Let me repeat that. It's area code three four seven 
227-7710. And his Twitter handle is at James Goldston. That's J-A-M-E-S-G-O-L-D-S-T-O-N. I'll let it play from that point. Goldston and his Twitter account. If you're an insider at ABC News or any other major media outlet or big tech company and you have seen corruption or bias, contact us at projectveritas.com slash brave. Be a catalyst for change. So, and there you have it. Uh, killing news stories because it probably goes against your narrative and as far as we know, he, the person that killed the news story might be a frequent flyer on the uh, Lolita Express. But uh, nevertheless, that that's pretty much all I got for tonight. Uh, we're about uh, 45 minutes into this. And till the next time, uh, let me close up stuff here. Uh, get rid of that. I know this is like highly unprofessional, but I don't give a shit. I'm not here to make this professional. Uh, we'll see you next time. 